Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. This is Radio Free Brooklyn. And this is Young Persons Radio! I don't usually wake up this early. Okay. Caller, what is so important? <laughs> I guess it's a show where you talk to people who are hit by lightning. Hey, Colby. It's Tim Keck. What's up, bitch? This is Mary Coolahan. Colby, Colby, it's Jason Trachtenberg with a very quick phone call. It's me, Jean Craighead George. It's Martha. Yay. Yay. Can I tell you a pigeon story? He's raising baby pigeons in a pasta colander. Pigeon, is that you? There's enough evidence on here to lock her away for a long time. <laughs> oh, I guess this is a maniac show for birds. Stupid, it's childish, and I would never do that to you. Louis Simon. What but kind of art were you doing at the karate school? The art of the empty hand. I take care of feral cats. This is me to burn. It's in the house. <laughs> Caller, it lift me out of this slump. Caller! I'm not a fan of the show. I've never heard of it before. Are you about to number one yet? I'm feeling real cool. Get me named a living landmark for New York. I gotta shoot on Rob Shapiro real quick. He's a hat. His fans are morons. I'm a big fan of your radio show, but off the air, you're, you're kind of a terrible person. You just sound like a bunch of dorks. I truly can't tell if everyone's making fun of us. Is this what this feels this like is, every week? Yeah. Come in. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, it's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. You know what they say about the fittest? be playing.
Yeah! Oh, first show back of the new year. That's right, everybody. How are you this morning? This is Young Persons Radio. I am your host, Colby Smith, here for another installment of Young Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. As I just said, you are probably listening on RadioFreeBrooklyn.com or via the TuneIn app or via our brand new app for iPhone. That's right. Radio Free Brooklyn is joining the digital economy this year. That's our big goal for 2018. So we have the app out now. If you don't have it, I would suggest that you download it because you can listen to this show every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. as you always do. Or you could listen to our host of uh, uh, Sunday morning talk shows, Sunday afternoon talk shows, and Sunday evening talk shows. That's right. We have got talk shows on this network until 11 p.m. tonight. And that includes Points of Order right after us at 11 a.m., followed by Lost and Rewound, the great found audio project by my pal, Alan Danzinger, and then 1 p.m., Objection to the Rule, Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday, Sunday morning political talk show circuit, which is then followed at 2 p.m. by What is Love, which is a show about uh, dating and uh, we got all kinds of shows ready for you for the rest of the day. Do not touch that dial. Some of them are live. Some of them are pre-recorded, but most of them are live. So there is a uh, a good incentive to uh, to tune in for the live show so that you can call in and be a part of it. And speaking of, I would like you to call in and be a part of this show as well. Our number, 904-351-0729. That's 904-351-0729. Call in and... Get, tell me about your New Year's. I mean, you can tell me about anything. We're going to be talking about a couple of things today. We're going to be talking about the Oscar movie season. Over the break, saw a bunch of movies. Going to be talking about that in a little bit. You can tell me about your New Year's. You can tell me about just about anything that's uh, that's on your mind. Any old thing that's uh, that's uh, getting your uh, getting your blood boiling. Maybe you want to call up and rant. Maybe you want to call up and tell me about a good thing that happened to you. Maybe uh, maybe you got a little New Year smooch. Maybe a little surprise New Year smooch from a new friend. <laughs> and you want to call up and uh, and uh, sort of bask in, the, in that glow. Uh, you can tell me about that. It doesn't all have to be bad things. Look, I know I, could, I could, uh, could, can complain on this show sometimes. But it doesn't have to all be that. I mean, you can tell, tell me about the good things that happen to you, too. You can just talk about, uh, talk about your New Year's. I'll tell you a little bit about uh, my New Year's. But first, I want to remind everybody or a couple things. We're talking a little bit about the station. And it is a new year, you know, so uh, everybody's got kind of goals in mind. And, you know, we're all trying to trying to get our heads on straight for the new year, trying to get ourselves in place of what we're going to what we're going to do this year. And one of the things that uh, uh, the radio station would like to do is grow its uh, its operations. I mean, we, we've had it. We had an incredible 2017. It was our most successful year yet. And we're a young station that was only. We're coming up on three years now, uh, and the the the, uh, the 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 climb on the graph has been a steady, steady upward. Uh, so we'd like to keep things going, and a, a big way that we do that is through donations from listeners such as yourselves. Uh, so if you want to learn how to support the station, if you are a fan of what you hear this and every Sunday morning on Young Persons Radio uh, or at any other show in the canon, for example, uh, maybe Dunson. On Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m., a storytelling show uh, hosted by Catherine Dunn, of which I was a guest yesterday. Yes, I was a guest 
on Dunson, the storytelling show yesterday at 3, uh, 3 p.m. I don't know why I'm plugging it, uh, because I don't think there is a podcast up of it yet. Uh, but uh, you should check out Catherine's show. Uh, uh, she's a terrific host, and it was a really, really fun time to be on there. So I, thought I was on there with the comedian Diego Lopez, uh, who's super funny. So you should you know, check him out as well. We told some stories. We had some laughs. <laughs> the worst pitch for a thing I was on. And we had some laughs. Like, uh, like extras up in here. Remember extras? This, uh, this Ricky Gervais sitcom where uh, he was like, I'll do a, uh, I'll do it my own version of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I mean, he insists that he had never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm prior to making extras. But it's like the whole thing is like, oh, this is like celebrities' versions of themselves, but they're not quite what you'd expect. Maniac. Ricky Gervais. This guy. I guess Ricky Gervais is on the brain because the Golden Globes are tonight. Uh, but we're going to get back into that in a second. Well, I want to wrap up by saying that if you want to uh, support the station, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. That's RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge to find out ways you can get involved. And if you want to support this show in particular, keep up with the administrative costs of keeping this thing going, you can go to RFB.NYC slash YPR. That's RFB.NYC slash YPR. And click the link at the bottom of the page that says sponsor this show now new year's happy new year's everybody happy 2018 it uh, it, it already feels like it's gone right <laughs> it already kind of feels like uh the the rush of the new year is over a little bit well i am here this morning to get that back get that back for you we here on the uh the east coast got hit by a pretty major by the bomb cyclone right this is the thing everybody's making fun of the bomb cyclone it's just a little cold weather it's been like for a couple days it kind of zaps your energy so here on this Sunday morning, I say now's the time to get it back. You get up. I know that some of you uh, are listening and you're like, Ooh, it's so early here on a Sunday morning. This isn't the time. Well, I, I don't want to say get up before you keep listening to the show. Get up. Amp the volume up on your speaker so you can hear this thing through your whole apartment, your whole house. Get up. Splash some cold water on her face, on your face, and start uh, uh, start working on the stuff you want to work on this year because you've got time today. I know you do, you you rats and your lazy Sunday mornings. We're working, we're working here, at Young Persons Radio. I'll tell you, I love, uh, I really love New Year's Eve. I really love it. I think uh, 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 people like to say that they don't like it, and maybe they actually don't. But I think what they're really saying is uh, it never quite goes the uh, the storybook way that you want it to go, where you are at this gigantic party with all your friends, and there's a, 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 a nice smooch waiting for you at midnight. Uh, and uh, you don't get that, so you're like, I don't like it. So you kind of count yourself out of it before you even, before you even get there. And uh, I love New Year's Eve. I am unabashedly a fan. Uh, and I think I, I really like New Year's Day more than New Year's Eve. New Year's, uh, New Year's Day, January 1st, is my favorite day of the year. It is the best day of the year because everybody just agrees to take it off. There is no, there is no FOMO. There's no fear of missing out. You don't have to worry about making plans. Nobody makes plans. You don't have to worry about missing anything. You get up late. You watch two movies. You eat something, and you go to bed, and that's the whole day, and that's great. That's the best, and you feel like you've earned it. You know, you feel like you've earned it this day off by making it through just another year. But uh, I, I love, I love, I really, I cannot stand these, it, it happens every year. 
these people who are just like, well, like, have fun at your parties. Uh, New Year's Eve for me means a bottle of wine and a whole season of bones. It's like, it's like, you, first of all, if you were actually, it's like, oh, no more, if you, you're not okay with it if you're, if you're posting online about it, right? You're, you're trying to, you're posing a little bit with that. And if you actually are okay with it, then that's a, a bad thing. That's a nasty thing to say to people. Like, later, dummy, enjoy your thing that I don't like. It's like, imagine someone someone likes something that you don't and it being every bit as smart and valid as you and your opinions. Oh, give me a break. New Year's Eve is great. We heard, uh, we heard Elton John at the top of the show ringing in the year 2009. <laughs> Playing at the uh, O2, New Year's Eve 2008 into 2009. And uh, I'm sure he'll be keeping his company for... Many a uh, many a moment uh, through the show in the coming year. So uh, 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 listen up. Let's talk about uh, if you want to call in. The number is nine zero four three five one zero seven two nine. That's nine zero four three five one zero seven two nine. Let's get some of those calls, and I want to hear about some people's New Year's. I want to hear if it was really good. I want to hear if uh, it was really bad. If you had like a if you uh, uh, you puked in a subway grate, say for example. I don't know who that might have happened to at some point. Uh, but if that happened to you, let me know. 904-351-0729. In the meantime, talk about these Oscar movies, right? That's why we're all tuning in. We want to hear, we want to hear Kolb's take on The Post. Well, too bad. I haven't seen The Post yet. The Post is, uh, Post has not come my way yet. I've seen, I've seen a bunch of other stuff, though. This, uh, on, on New Year's Day, in fact... Speaking of watching two movies, I saw I, Tanya. Saw a bunch of movies, and I, Tanya was one of them. And uh, I really liked it. I really liked it. Except for a couple things. One was the movie, and the other one was the people at the movie. The first one was, this soundtrack sucked. <laughs> it's like every... Uh, my friend said it. It was like every, uh, every song could have been on a Toyota commercial, Right? It's like, uh, I'll do an example for you. So you got Tanya Harding, right? It's played by Margot, uh, Margot Robbie, who's, uh, who's really great. Re- just really, really very good in this movie. Uh, would have recommended it uh, super highly just to see her, uh, her performance. And then uh, uh, she's skating, right? She, she's about to skate around. She's about to skate around, right? She starts, she's, she's getting ready. She's, uh, and, and then, uh, you know, this, the montage starts. And she's just like really skating up, skating. And then you hear... Skating around. She's skating around. Oh, she's getting ready to do the jump. Oh, and she nails the jump. She's real happy. She's real happy she nailed the jump. And now, uh, and now there's some news headlines throwing like Tanya Harding smashes world record. Tanya Hardy, first woman to land or even attempt a triple axel. And now she's skating again. Skating around. Now she jumps. Now she jumps. Slow motion for a second. Spinning around one, two, three times. Then 
She lands the jump again. She loves to do it. And by the way, uh, uh, if you uh, uh, go on down to your local Honda dealer for the Honda Day special, you can get a car for a 0% APR financing. So the soundtrack's a little lame, right? But it's a great movie. Allison Janney is the mom. She's really good. And at one point uh, early on, so you have a young Tanya Harding, and uh, and if you don't, if you're not familiar with the story, she's like a she's like a poor kid from the uh, uh, Pacific Northwest. She wants to ice skate, ice skate, a fairly uh, a middle to upper class sport. So she wants this fur coat, and uh, 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 they can't afford the fur coat. The fur coat, so they kill all these rabbits and they skin the rabbits and they make a, a fur coat for her, right? And it's kind of set up as like a joke in the movie. It's like, well, like this is how they, they got to it. But it's a, it's a sweet thing, you know, for the parents to do. So they cut to like the rabbits being skinned and then sewed into the coat. And these people behind me just go, oh. It's like, what, this is too blue for you? This the just the, the complete lack of empathy for the way other people live. Like you cannot, you can't stand to see a, a this is, this really drove me nuts. Like this is why this is why Democrats lose elections. It's because of people like that. People we vote people like that into office, and they're horrified at the basic idea that someone would skin a rabbit and use its fur for warmth. Give me a break, New York. Give me a break. Caller, you're on the air with me, Kolb, your host of Young Persons Radio. Hey, Colby. Hey, Tim Keck. Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year Happy to you. New, new first episode. That's I got to right. tell you, you sold me on Itanya. Oh, yeah? I am ready to see it. <laughs> you yeah, like that? I heard the, uh, the, the, uh, the skating montage, the Hearts <laughs> Barracuda, and I yes. was all in. They used the song Hell in yeah, the movie. I want to see this movie. <laughs> it's, you know, I, it's a really oh, good movie. Man. I liked it. It sounds great. And that story is fascinating. That 30 for 30 is like one of the best. Uh, I've never seen the 30 for 30, but uh, uh, if it's like the movie, I'd oh. love it. I don't know if it's as uh, punk rock as the movie is, punk. but it's, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> there is very little punk rock about this movie, I will say. Because they're using, it says most of it takes place in the 80s and early 90s, which is there. So they're using, you know, pop hits from the day. So I, one of my questions for you, okay. when do you think that started? And I'm throwing out a movie here. Do you think Guardians of the Galaxy, which is basically just one giant music video mm. for songs that we all know but forgot we know? Yes. Do you think that's like kind of spurred this next wave of every song needs to be a hit, a la like Suicide Squad and like yeah. these movies? Where yeah. Where no more just like okay songs? Well... Guardians, I think the, the practice of using, like, period music has, has or, well, I don't know. Guardians of the Galaxy is different, I guess, because in I, Tanya, it was, like, it was, like, appropriate to the time. Like, they were, like, the hits that were on the radio It like uh, at, at the time the story was happening. Uh, but Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy probably directly led to Baby Driver, which sucked. <laughs> <laughs> For that reason, where it's just like, you can't these guys just make a Spotify play? Like, why did they have to go through the whole thing of making a movie? I think Guardians of the Galaxy sold some albums, 
and some yeah. vinyls. Yeah. And people were like, what? We can make 200 extra dollars if we yeah. add some cool sounds into it? Yeah. Well, and that, Suicide that, Squad was, like, excruciating. Yeah, Suicide Squad. I don't remember Squad, that piece of I, garbage. I do remember that. Every 30 seconds, they went into another old-school banger. Yes. Which it's like, you know what? You got to you gotta space out these bangers. They yeah. can't all be, like, back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Especially, so, two things about the, the The first, like, the first 20 minutes or so of the movie where they're introducing all the different members of the Suicide Squad and they're, they're cutting to each one to give them a little, like, 15-second backstory... Each one is scored to a different classic rock anthem. And the reason for that is apparently the studio gave the movie uh, to a bunch of different production houses to do a cut of. And the one they used was cut together by was cut together by a trailer production company. Like the whole movie. Uh, Ugh. Which so bad. Partly explains why it's such a mess because like you had people doing a cut of this movie who never cut a movie before. Well, they had that trailer problem. I don't know why we're talking about Suicide Squad. <laughs> a year and a half <laughs> late. They had, they had that issue where they made the trailer and the trailer was totally different than the movie they'd made. Mm-hmm. And people loved the trailer because it looked funny and exciting and interesting. And then they were like, oh shit, we have to do some reshoots. <laughs> I mean, if that's and the, then the thing, movie was still pretty bad. Yeah, it was. If that's the thing that got them to cut Jared Leto out of the movie, then I'm I'm fine with that. Fine with it. Yeah. So speaking of him, we'll bring this yep. up to the current uh, the current age. <laughs> uh, did you see uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine? No, 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 no. I okay, didn't. all right. He was in that, but uh, in a very did very minor way. What? Okay. <laughs> okay, what did he? What, what was it? What about him? He was the he was supposed to be the villain in it, uh, but he was in like two scenes, uh, and the movie was really good. <laughs> there was a um, uh, 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 where was it? I think the Ringer did like a recap, of, like the top fifty superhero movies, mm-hmm. which like take from it what you will. But one of the things they were saying is like uh, one of their their draw their um, takeaways was basically that there's no good villains. There's like mm. one, and that's Heath Ledger's Joker. And other than that, there's just generic villain yeah. versus hero. But really, all the best movies and stories have a have a villain that is almost uh, sympathetic right. or makes some sense or is worth watching again. Or is you know, yeah, or is as compelling or more so than the hero. What, right. Let me ask you this. Like we, it would. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no. Go ahead. No, like I'm just saying, it would make it would make perfect sense. For a hero and a villain to share like fifty-fifty screen time, yeah, in like a good movie, maybe not even that much, but like still, you should have a villain that is like worth enjoying at all. Yeah, you know, the best part of any of the Batman, any of the Christopher Nolan movies, is the villain. Yes, uh, I agree with. I, I think I agree with that for superhero movies, but uh, for like the fantasy genre, I don't know if that's true because like Sauron, for example, is barely a character. Right. Uh, so, but those are. But I think those there's some reveal movies. in that, in like world building or whatever. Like, there's like I've read. I like. I'm a big fantasy book guy, like Brandon Sanderson. And a lot of uh-huh. his bad guys at some point uh, were on the same track as the hero, mm-hmm. and then got corrupted like along that path. Oh uh, yes. The traditional like fantasy the trope. Fallen Jedi. You know? So so, right. So they're not like explicitly fleshing out the villain in that capacity. 
but a lot of the time they at least drop hints as to where the villain went wrong, mm-hmm. and you can kind of flush him out in his uh, similarities to the good guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's As opposed that's to nice. just unmarked thug one who just, like, gets fucking shot at the end of the movie with, right. like, no build-up whatsoever. Right. Or, like, or like uh, uh, Avengers uh, territory where it's just, like, a bunch of robots flying around we've never seen before. Like, a portal opens, and uh, these evil robots start pouring out of it. Right. Right. That's kind of fun. But yeah, it's just fun, fun the way the zombies, way. zombie yeah. movies are fun. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, zombie. I think we should do. A, I think we should. You and I should do a zombie movie where it's you and me uh, fighting a, a zombie pigeon army, right? Huh. <laughs> oh man, that'd be a nightmare. <laughs> that was the. But that's what you just did. But <laughs> <laughs> I just I laughed at it. You but went, I'm also terrified by the thought. It was the single. Zombies, it was you know, a single. If you climb high. a ladder, you're safe from a zombie. But yeah. these would be just. In the air, they'd be around you. Yeah. It'd be a disaster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they would be... Uh, we'd have to build some kind of contraption where... It would be like a Pacific Rim-style robot with you in the front, but I'm your like co-pilot in the back. <laughs> and it's got four arms, and you're controlling the front two arms, and I'm controlling the back two arms, but it only has two legs that we have to learn how to control together. And that is the... Yeah. That's the crux of the movie, is you and I learning to conflate our two wildly different fighting styles. What are our right, fights? we do have very different fighting styles. <laughs> yeah, that you, is one thing. Yeah, I, if you I, take away anything from our relationship. Yeah, what if it's, it's you're you're like different fighting styles. You're like a, a a brute force, right? And I am kind of like a quick. Yeah. I'm like a quick uh, ninja. Yeah, I'll do some uh, some traditional grappling as well. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're more of a muay thai. Yeah, uh, master. I'd say. Yes. What is a mood? Using master? a lot of using your opponent's momentum against them. Oh yeah. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that a lot. Using. Oh man, using our opponent's momentum against them might be the new motto for this show. <laughs> Welcome to Young Persons Radio, the show where we use our opponent's momentum against them. <laughs> <laughs> be a real stance. What's uh? What's uh? Hey. Go ahead, go ahead. What do you got? Okay, way off topic, but I liked your rant about uh, about uh, how why Democrats lose elections is because <laughs> they can't empathize with uh, <laughs> they can't poor people who are like hunting and stuff. They can't skin rabbits. That's why they can't skin rabbits. Yeah, I think I think that's huge. I think that's like one of the biggest political problems is like just not understanding anybody else's like context or anything like that. Well, it just kind of uh, feeds into this whole thing of just like. Like th- this reputation that Democrats have of just being like smug and out of touch with common people, and that's exactly what happened. I see people skinning these rabbits to make a fur coat for their daughter because they can't afford one, but they want her to have what she wants. And it's and it's not. Oh, that's really nice. It's oh, <laughs> how dare they? They should, they should be ashamed of themselves. These people. If you and I know they're listening. Oh. I know you're listening, couple out there. You're you're never. I don't want you as a fan. You know what? Don't listen. I don't. You turn your radio off right now. How dare they go out and hunt a thing? I only want my food uh, from a factory where it was tortured its entire life with its teeth <laughs> yeah. cut off and a tube shoved down its well, throat. Well, see, that's the other and thing. I'm full of full of grain. Yeah, just by I want that. Just that's by living great. in America, but you are. How dare you go out and 
<laughs> yes, exactly. You're, you're co-signing to all kinds of animal cruelty. So just let them skin the rabbits. Oh. Let them skin the rabbit. That's the most humane. Honestly, going out and shooting an animal in the wild is probably the most humane way to like deal with an animal. I don't know enough about this to agree with you, but you know what? I'll take your word for it. You and me. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> He's taking my word for That's, it. Um, Hell yeah. I read, I don't know if you've, you've seen this yet, but have you seen uh, Fire and Fury, that book that came out about Oh, Trump? yeah, sure, sure. Everybody, it's all anybody can talk about. Have you read it? Oh, I haven't read it. I've read the first couple chapters. I, I read and, so slow uh, that if, like, by the time I read it, uh, the midterms will be over. <laughs> <laughs> there it is again. It's a <laughs> fascinating read, though, Colby. I'm it's sure like it is. real good. I'm sure it is. What, what's, what's a takeaway from the that, first couple chapters? So what made me made me think of this is kind of this uh, whatever your idea. So the, in the first chapter, it's about the election basically, mm-hmm. and the whole premise is that uh, Trump did not want to or expect to win, uh-huh. which is something that's been like battered around a little bit, like yeah. I've heard before. But they really just go into details about how everyone associated with the campaign was doing this to get something else. Oh, you know, like yes. Kellyanne Conway wanted to be on TV. So she's doing this so that she can, after the election, try and get a TV job, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and Steve Trump- Bannon is, like, trying to promote his own network. Trump wanted this Trump TV right. thing. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, they all were doing it for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And just the, the way they outline it suddenly puts it all into context and mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, the entire election. Like, he's saying crazy things because he doesn't think he's going to win. Right, yeah. He doesn't think he's he not even trying. He's not even trying. Right. So when they when there's like the things where they're like, how did this happen? What's going on? Why would he do this? It's because they just didn't even think they had a prayer Uh and they were expecting to lose. And the last paragraph is brutal where Trump wins. He's in Trump Tower. His wife is crying because she's like, our lives are over. And Trump is like scared that he now has to be president. Uh And in the span of like. 15 minutes he goes from being terrified at this to like watching tv and people talk about how great he is and then transforming into like i deserve oh, this God. like he went oh. from being terrified of the obligation to thinking that he is definitely someone who should be president and just that he is this like kind of like god person yeah i <laughs> I can say it's wild. I can say with complete confidence, I have never experienced that in my life. <laughs> I am always terrified of the obligation, and I remain terrified even after the obligation is completed. It's like it's like if you have a killer stand-up set, yeah, but like you were scared of the show, right? You go into the show and you're like, "Man, I'm so off. I'm gonna bomb. Uh-huh. I'm gonna bomb." I'm going to bomb. You go up there, you're loose and relaxed because you know you're going to bomb. Yeah. You're expecting the bomb, but instead you crush. And then you get off stage and you're like, yeah, I'm the fucking man tonight. <laughs> yeah. It was like that, but with the highest office with the, in the with world. With the president. Oh, man. Tim, as you read this book, will you call in with updates? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that's what the people are looking for. Tim I Keck. Mean, your uh, your alt right comedian friend. Oh no! <laughs> uh, with, his, with his views. 
on the on the uh, the Trump administration. Look, yeah, for sure. You don't have to. Just if something strikes your fancy, you, you let us know. Oh, I'll keep you posted, bud. All right. It was great to talk to you, Tim. We'll talk soon. Talk soon, buddy. Tim Keck out. Bye. Tim Keck. First Tim Keck call of the year. I love it. I love it. Caller, you're on the air with me, Kolb, your host of Young Persons Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. Hey, Kobe. It's it's uh it's Lowry Simon. Ooh, Lowry Simon. Another uh, long uh, uh, old friend returns. Well, it's been a while. I I got a bit of a bone to pick with you. Oh. Uh, this this book came out a few months ago now. Meet me in the bathroom. Ah, uh, yes, the Lizzie Goodman uh, book. And I was waiting for you to talk about it on your show because I have a lot to say about it, and uh-huh. you, you haven't tackled it yet. We haven't gotten to it yet, no. So for people who don't know, this book uh, by Lizzie Goodman, Meet Me in the Bathroom, which is about the the, the Lower East Side music scene in New York City uh, uh, from in sort of the late 90s, early 2000s, produced like the White Stripes and the Strokes and the LCD Sound System and uh, all, all these bands that... Uh, uh, that are, are you know the yeah 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 exactly yeah so you were a fixture Me in my heyday you were a fixture of this scene and I was hoping you would implore your listeners to join me in a boycott of the book a boy well I I he- can't help but notice uh, Lowry Simon that you're uh, you're not in the book it's true they didn't include any of my stories oh, I so- wasn't asked to be interviewed, but I sent them several uh, letters. Uh-huh. Uh, also, I, I recorded a lot of audio of oral notes, verbal notes, into my. Uh, I've got one of those voice recorders that the guy, the kid, has on Home Alone. Oh, cool! Uh, I sent in some of those tapes. Uh, not a word was used, mm. and it's so... it's despicable, really, because it's really. I mean, my narrative of that time. Is I think the most vital and important narrative, and it goes. It continues to be a song unsung. Well, I mean, uh, by the New York City Art Collective. You know what, Lowry Simon? You know we're big fans of yours here, so maybe you could you could tell some of the stories or give us some of the snippets from your interviews. Well, here on the well, air, it didn't include. I mean, I went to the same driver's ed as the Strokes. Oh, really? We were in the same driver's. Ed. We were in the same dad program too. The same D.A.R.E. program. So the same Don't Do Drugs yeah. program? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, we were all there. We were in the same D.A.R.E. class together. And uh, uh, by the end of it, uh, after we had said our piece, uh, the teacher admitted the drugs are cool. <laughs> they just reneged on the whole thing. Yeah, they, they heard us out. And they saw us in our, you know, our jean jacket. They heard you they out? Like, 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 you guys were having a debate? I thought it was a class. Well, you know, they they had the, they said their piece, and then me and Julian got up, and we said, "Listen, uh, drugs take away the pain of all this, <laughs> of this life." Uh, and then seven hot girls came in, and we all made love to them at once. And the teachers were like, "Wow, we're, we're in the wrong business," because there is a business called "We're the Full Profit Organization." <laughs> yes. Yes. So they didn't include that. Oh, man. Uh, I didn't include any of my feud with James Murphy. Oh, you're in a feud with James Murphy? Whatsoever. James Murphy, the front man of LCD Sound System. Right. Well, that's, that was the first part of our feud was the, that name. I already had a band by that name. Uh, yeah, I, named after the, the speaker system I installed in a Mormon church, but I got the acronym wrong. <laughs> uh, and he said... 
he said, give me the name. You, it's not even, it's, L, it's LDS. And I was like, well, right, mate. But I mean, uh, we already got the T-shirts printed. So, right. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, you know, he's a litigious man, that James Murphy. He's got a lot of lawyer friends. Uh-huh. And, it, uh, you know, it culminated in some pretty big fights. Now, Thanksgiving of 2002. Let me, let me ask you this, uh, Lower East Simon. So James Murphy, a couple of years ago, made some news for saying that he was going to compose a different beep or a boop for all the subway stops for when the doors open. Yeah, he stole that idea from me, too. Oh, come on. He did. He did. Well, I mean, my original idea was, you, you, you know, the beeps that... that when you press the button to make the light turn mm-hmm. on, a, on, a cross, yeah. on a crosswalk. And it says, like, wait. I was, right, exactly. And I was like, why don't, every time you press that button, it says, it just starts playing Blur. Uh, because I was in Blur at the time. You were in and, Blur. Uh, James, yeah, I was the beeper. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you, any standard band, right, they got a drummer, guitarist, uh, lead singer, keyboardist, bassist, but then in Blur, because there's so many beeps and boops. Uh-huh. Isn't, uh, I, was, isn't, I, was on, I was on the beep-boop machine. Isn't Blur a, a, a British band? Right. Yeah, but, you know, they came around, and I, I was talking to Damien Albarn, who's the lead singer. Yeah. Later of Gorillaz fame, also a name he stole from me. <laughs> Gorillaz? With the Z? Yeah, well, I was like, what if you, what if you named your band Big Monkeys, but with a Z? <laughs> uh, a, a Zed, rather. A Zed. Right, a Zed for him, so he would know what you're talking about. And and similarly to James Murphy at the time, Damien Albon said to me, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. He smashed a bottle on the head. I woke up. Next thing I know, everyone's singing Feel Good Ink. Bump, 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 you know? So... All right, so let's uh, let's see how this would go. So I'm at a crosswalk, right? I got across the street. I hit the button. Boom! I push the button. What happens? Well, it stopped playing a Blur song. But here's the thing, Colby. You you've called me bluff. I don't remember any Blur songs at all. I <laughs> well, couldn't tell you the name of one. I, I couldn't tell you how they go. This is not unlike uh, you know when Larry David left Seinfeld. He said he couldn't watch it after that. But you didn't uh, listen yeah, to Blur exactly. after you left. I just said no more blur, no more blur for me. If I can't listen to listen to it while I'm crossing the street, why listen to it at all? Now, Lower East Simon, but there, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I mean, what, what were you going to ask me? I mean, there are other stories untold, but ask me a question. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Uh, was uh, you know what what sort of the all of these sound like great stories. I can't believe that Lizzie Goodman would uh, uh, would not include them in the book. Lizzie Goodman sent me one email, and well, it wasn't her; it was her lawyer, mm. and she said, "Never contact me again." Uh, well, that was it. <laughs> just one line. She just said, "Never contact All me right. again." All right. Usually, these sorts of letters are, are in full legalese, but this just said. Never, 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 never do it. So, what's a what, what, what's a, what's some some goss you got for us? Like, what's the behind the scenes scoop that didn't make it into the book? Um, uh, let's see, let's see. 
you know the band Interpol? Yes, Interpol. Their their name was originally supposed to be it was supposed to be UN Task Force. <laughs> yeah, people don't know that. That's cool. That's cool. It 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 is cool. Yeah, they were my friends for a while. The bassist Carlos D. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lived as man and wife for a few years. Oh, wow. But didn't work out, as these things often do. Not work out. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. What else? Uh-huh. Oh, wants to save money on Torco. Uh, on what? To save money on, on, on touring. Okay. Uh, I was uh, the tour manager for the AAF. And uh, to save a seat, we just shifted Nick Zinner around in a box and told Customs he was a doll of a human. A human doll. Because <laughs> he's so tiny. Uh-huh. Yeah, we said we were shipping him to... Just every time we, we had to go to a new city, we said we were shipping him to a hot topic to be uh-huh. a mannequin. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you ever well, come mostly- across the moldy peaches? Oh yeah, I know the moldy peaches. <laughs> okay. They were so Adam Green Adam Green was just like a regular looking guy. Uh huh. And then Kimia Dawson was like this you know, just just she she had her own look, she had her own sort of vibe. Oh she and was. I was like, yeah. Why do you wanna why are you toying around with this just sort of weedy little uh white teenager? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh and she said Well, you know, if someone, they're very political at the time. Yes. She said, if someone comes to protest our music, uh, they're going to shoot him first because mm-hmm. they're going to think it's him. <laughs> that he's the guy. All right, that I buy. I buy is her reason. But that was before Juno. After Juno, she turned into a real, uh, you just couldn't, you couldn't get in a word edgewise. Mm-hmm. She was always talking about, uh, you know, whatever situation you're in, she would always be like, this is kind of like, imagine if a teenager got pregnant. And then she'd be like, do, 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 Yeah, she'd be like, imagine if a teenager got pregnant. I wonder what the so- appropriate song would be for that situation. What if, what if Kimmy Dawson she, just decided, like, she didn't want to talk to someone anymore? And she just, or like, and she just started humming that song. Where someone was like. She would do that. People would leave. She's cleared parties that way. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kimmy Dawson has shut down parties by singing the song, the Moldy Peaches song at the end anyway. of Juno. That's well, awesome. I'm freezing. I'm setting out some oh, okay. handles that used to be CBGBs. Oh, sure. Well, uh, Lower East Simon, thanks for calling. Uh, it was great to talk to you again, and Happy New Year. Likewise, Colby. Join my boycott, please. I certainly will. And now, there he goes. Lower East Simon. Lower East Simon. Uh, uh, you know, we called us last year, last fall at some point. And uh, glad to hear from him again. Great guy. Great guy. 904-351-0729. That's 904-351-0729. If you want to call in, we've got uh, about 15 minutes left in the show, so plenty of time for you to call in and talk to me. That's 904-351-0729. Young Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, I also saw The Shape of Water. The Shape of Water over over the uh, holiday break. And uh, this is the new Guillermo del Toro movie. Sally Hawkins uh, 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 falls in love with a, uh, 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 like a fish creature. 
and it uh, which is sort of the the punchline description that everybody's giving it. Uh, but it's a really good movie. It's got a really good, uh, really good uh, 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 sort of storybook quality to it. It's very enjoyable to go and watch. Would recommend it very highly. The villain in The Shape of Water is Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon, who's a great actor, who always plays these very coiled, like tightly wound, intense dudes. He was on uh, Boardwalk Empire as the the super Christian guy, and he was in uh, uh, Shape of Water, obviously, but he was also in uh, the movie Take Shelter. Uh, and to give you an example of the kind of things that uh, Michael Shannon often does in movies, I would refer you to the following clip. So he's just flipped over a table. You think I'm crazy? Huh? Is that what he told you? He's addressing a full VFW hall. Mm. Well, listen up. There is a storm coming. Like nothing you have ever seen. And not a one of you. Is prepared for it. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the uh, the new slogan for the show. Maybe it's not Young Persons Radio where we use our opponents' momentum against them. Maybe it's Young Persons Radio. There's a storm coming, and not one of you is prepared for it. A storm coming like nothing you've ever seen, and not one of you is prepared for it. I think that might be the new slogan for it for the show. So. So, yeah, so Michael Shannon, he's always playing these, like, super intense characters like that, like the guy who flips over a table and screams, there's a storm coming in front of a packed VFW hall. And uh, I watched this interview with him uh, just to find out what he's like. And this is, oh, come on. This is what his his speaking voice sounds like. If I can get the thing. Here we go. Here we go. This is Michael Shannon confesses his cinematic crush is the name uh, hold on hold on folks hold on michael shannon can uh, confess his cinematic crush here we go here we go my cinematic crushes are uh, <laughs> patricia arquette in true romance that was one of the sexiest performances ever i think and i remember when i saw uh, Kathleen Turner in Romancing the Stone. That was pretty hot. Well, I remember I saw Kathleen Turner in Romancing the Stone. And it just <laughs> sounds like... Oh, he sounds like a complete wreck. Yeah, it's me, Michael Shannon, and I'm here auditioning for the role of uh, the guy in the movie Take Shelter. He sounds like Joe Namath. Like, like an even more drunk Joe Namath. Yeah, it's me, Michael Shannon, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of improv, and I once saw TJ and Dave at the town hall in New York City. <laughs> Listen, uh... I don't know if you guys saw the movie The Postman Always Rings Twice. 
But watching Jack Nicholson and Kathleen Turner in that movie, I just thought that's pretty hot. I got to hear it again. I got to hear it again. My cinematic crushes are uh, <laughs> Patricia Arquette in True Romance. That was one of the sexiest performances ever, ever I, think. I think. And I remember Everybody when I saw uh, Kathleen, Turner. Kathleen Turner in Romancing <laughs> the Stone. That was pretty hot. The funniest thing about this video is that you can hear Lynn Hurst, you can hear the interviewer in the background when he goes, Kathleen Turner and Romancing Stone. The interviewer goes, mmm. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, here we go. This is going to be, this is a, we did the, we did the Young Persons Radio highlight reel at the beginning of the show with uh, some, some of the best moments from the first year or so of the show. Um, because we started in November 2016 and we're still going now. And so we thought it would be a nice thing to put that together as kind of a, a look into what the show has been and where we're going. And uh, I think instead of that, what you're going to hear is this is Young Persons Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. And. Mm. Well, listen up. There is a storm coming. Like nothing you have ever seen, and not a one of you is prepared for it. Yeah, listen up. There's a storm coming, and uh, it's like nothing you've ever seen, and not one of you is prepared for it. And that's one of the sexiest performances ever. <laughs> Oh, if that doesn't compel you to call in, I'm not sure what will. 904-351-0729. That's 904-351-0729 to call in. We got about 10, 10 or so minutes left. So if you want to call in, now is the time. 904-351-0729 for Young Versus Radio here Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, you can talk to me or you can talk to... I think I was doing a dynamite impression. It's just like he was in the studio. You can talk to me or you can talk to Michael Shannon. <laughs> Michael Shannon. You know, I was over at the Christmas break. I was watching some movies on TV. And I saw the movie Goldfinger. And I saw that woman painted in gold on the bed. And I thought, that was pretty hot. Oh, man, oh, man. What a guy. Michael Shannon flips out. This is the name of that video. This is a great thing about Goldfinger. Let's cue up the song here a little bit. A lot of build-up here. Goldfinger. Yeah. He's the man. A cold finger beckons you to enter his web of sin. But don't go in. Yeah, so so far, pretty standard uh, James Bond song. 
idea of Harriero. So now the song is turned into uh, uh, we're warning women against dating Goldfinger because they'll say pretty things to you but doesn't really mean them which is not at all what the movie is about. Goldfinger's like a fat blob this like ugly red-headed German man who like Cannot for the like he needs to like pay for his girlfriend like like uh, the, the the woman who gets painted in gold like he pays her to be seen with him it's like a big thing and now uh, the song is uh, it makes it sound like a Casanova. He loves only gold. Don't get too close to Goldfinger. He'll never love you more than he loves gold. If only that's what Goldfinger were about. If only Goldfinger were a very straightforward romantic comedy about like a love triangle, but instead of uh, like another partner, instead of like a second woman competing for the man's attention, it is just gold. There is a storm coming like nothing I've ever seen. And not one of you is prepared for it. That's Young Versus Radio, baby. There is a storm coming. All right, guys, we got to start wrapping up the show now as much as I uh, as much as I hate to do it. Uh, uh, but it's uh, it has come that time. We will be back. Young Persons Radio will be back next week with uh, with Mr. Pat Wise as our guest playing some music. Uh, and in the meantime, you can stick around for points of order who are coming up into the studio very, very shortly. And after that, stick around for Lost and Rewound, a new episode of that, which with Elon Danzinger. And after that, stick around for Objection to the Rule at 1 p.m. In the meantime, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks to all of those who called in. And we are going to go out to a song by The Sweet. That's right. This is, what is it? Little Willie. Little Willie by The Sweet. Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh, I should mention that uh, you should go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge to learn how you can support the station. You can follow me on Twitter at Colby J. Smith for all updates to the show if you're a new listener. And, uh, yes, thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Here's The Sweet. Stay tuned for Points of Order. Bye! (laughs) 